Hey, welcome to the Straight Sports Podcast. We're your hosts, Tushar and Joshua. In this podcast, we will give our opinions on our favorite sports, which are basketball, soccer, and wrestling. So let's dive into the topics. Topic one, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski has tweeted that after previously shutting down inquiries on moving all-star guard Donovan Mitchell, rival teams say that the Utah Jazz are showing a willingness to listen on possible trade scenarios. So just tell ESPN. So what are your thoughts on that? We knew when they traded Rudy Gobert, you know, that maybe is there's a potential rebuilding situation. Now the GM is Danny Ainge, and he's done a good job with the Boston when they were in a rebuilding stage. Uh, but I'm actually surprised because they first said they wouldn't do it, and then they just out of nowhere said now they're willing to listen to offers. And I feel like this is the right move for Utah. I think it's best to rebuild. We know there's no knock on them. They're not going to do anything in the next few years. I mean, they got some good pieces. Donovan Mitchell's a great player. He's an all-star for a reason. But they weren't going to win no championship. Kind of makes sense to do it. I kind of like it, and um, I'm telling the Knicks, let's get this done, Knicks Nation. Knicks Nation got to get it done. Well, I'm not a Knicks fan. I'm just saying Knicks Nation because we know Knicks over Nets, though. So get it done, New York. That's all I'm going to say. My first reaction to this was uh, I understand it because if we trade Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, I'm not saying Rudy Gobert could have been the best player, but I don't think Donovan Mitchell could be the best player on the team. No, no, but we also knew, like, you know, with Damon CJ, right? Like, when we remember they kept pairing them. We felt like they should have had a – like, they should have also been split, right? So I feel like in this same sense, you could say that, like, oh, yeah, you should trade CJ. We know they can't win together. So there was the same thing with Donovan and Rudy. We knew they had to be, like, I guess separate teams because they also had, it seems like, little issues on the court, you know, with that COVID situation too. I agree, man. I also think that the Blazers should trade Dame and just reball the way because I don't think he's doing anything there. But Yeah, but they, they're they're com- committed to him fully, so we know that. And I, I, I mean, I don't know if we have spoke about Dame's contract. I think it's something we'll speak about later. Yeah, but, but but yeah, continue on. I just think that the Jazz should just look for a respectable offer, not nothing too crazy, as we'll <laughs> talk about soon. But uh, yeah, I just don't Problem know why they waited really... so long. I mean, I think they should have done this a little while ago, as yeah. we saw, like they weren't ever going anywhere really. So I think they just waited too long. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess that's a that's an argument because you know the year before, um, when they lost to the Clippers, they were the number one seed. <laughs> yeah, but no one expected them to do anything really though. Yeah, but I mean, when obviously Kawhi got hurt, everybody thought they could have a chance. You know, that it was a window open to the finals. So, like, they were the number one seed and, you know, they ran it back. And obviously, they got out in the first round and then, then they kind of just gave up on it. But in the beginning, it seemed like they were going to do something like Portland's doing, build around Dame, kind of rebuild a little bit like they did one year in Portland, kind of rebuild the assets. But it seems like they're willing to move on from it, I think. But I do think it's the right move. I think it's the right move for both sides think it's good they both move on but we'll see if a trade happens obviously they have them under contract for like another three years so so next the new york knicks reportedly turned down a huge trade offer from the utah jazz involving all-star guards out of mitchell appearing on espn 700 in salt lake city tony jones of the athletic said knicks balked at sending six first round picks quentin grimes emmanuel quickly and obi Toppin to utah for mitchell what are your reactions to that trade package well, obviously, that's an absurd package. Um, if I'm the Knicks, I, okay, first, I want to be clear. I do think the Knicks should go acquire Donovan Mitchell. I know I think you have a little different of opinion on that. But my reason first to why the Knicks should acquire him um, is because first, bringing Donovan Mitchell, that would be the first star caliber player that they have since Carmelo Anthony. Um, he will attract, I think, more free agents to come to New York. He'd be the first piece to the puzzle. And obviously, you bring excitement back to New York. I think they're a playoff lock if they are somehow able to acquire Donovan Mitchell. But to go back to this pack, this is absurd. I mean, you're asking for six first-round picks, and uh, Quinton Grimes, who, having a great, who had a great summer league, Emmanuel quickly, Obi Toppin. I mean, 
you're asking for all those all those three young assets. I mean, that's kind of hard to give up. And I feel like people are saying RJ Bay. I don't think RJ Bay will be in this deal because we know that he's soon to get a contract extension. I don't think Utah is going to want if they already have Donovan Mitchell. I, don't, I just don't see why would they want RJ Barrett. To me, it doesn't make sense. I don't think they want Julius Randle either. To be honest, if I'm the Knicks, uh, to me, a reasonable trade, I think, for Utah. The problem is we know that Rudy Gobert got overpaid. He's a great player, but we know he got overpaid. He literally got five first-round picks. So Utah, you know, Don Mitchell is better than Rudy Gobert, so you expect more picks for him, and that's the problem. Um, but I think reasonably the Knicks have eight first-round picks straight up on three pick swaps. I was a Knicks. I'd probably give up, you know, about four to five first-round picks, uh, two to three pick swaps. Maybe I'll do four first-round picks, uh, three pick swaps. Um, I try to keep. I'm willing to go to max five, but I'll try to keep through at least three of my first round picks. So I'll say I offer of like four to five first round picks, two to three pick swaps. And then I give you Evan Fournier to match the salary. I mean, you'd have to throw in, I say Grimes, you're throwing Quentin Grimes and maybe one more young piece like Mitch McBride. That's what I would have done. I don't know if they would have accepted that, but I feel like that's more of a reasonable package. But I think they'll have a middle ground. And I don't think if a trade like this happens, the Knicks are better off not doing it. You don't have to give six first-round picks and all these pieces for, for Don. He's a great player, and I think he's going to bring them back to the playoffs, but it's not where something that the Knicks have a lot of great young talent on that team. And I'm not going to trade everything just to get him. That's what it looks like the Knicks. It looks like I saw this kind of thing that looks like the Utah Jazz are basically asking for the Statue of Liberty at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think this offer is literally insane. Uh, no team in the right mind has given him anything in similar for Donovan Mitchell. And I'll say that once, I'll say it again. I don't know if I said it on here, but I think, I mean, we all know that Donovan Mitchell is a better player, but I think Rudy Gobert is worth more than Donovan Mitchell. I don't think the Jazz are going to get anything comparable to that Rudy Gobert package than they will get. No, Donovan Mitchell is also Mitchell young. Though. He's only 20, 24, 25. He's very young. So they definitely will get more for him. I mean, if you because Rudy Gobert got overpaid. That's the problem. But I would say Donovan Mitchell is worth more. I, I don't think Rudy Gobert is. That. That's just my opinion because we've seen Rudy Gobert in the playoffs, you know, how, how he's been – I mean, that was liability his fault, defensively, but it wasn't completely his fault. But you're saying worth my, I don't think that's true because, I mean, if we look at contracts, Rudy Gobert's contract, five years, like 200 plus. I mean, I don't know. I mean, hey, you have an opinion. That's fine. But I, I wouldn't agree on that. I'd argue that Rudy Gobert is, is as bad an offensive player as Donovan Mitchell as a defensive player. I mean, yeah, actually, that's a good <laughs> argument. I think when we look at the NBA now, we look at points. And Donovan Mitchell was their leader. I mean, his first year you see in the league, I just remember that 45-point game he dropped against OKC in a game six, I think, or something like that. In his first season, you know, he led Utah to a first-round series. And then, they honestly, the max they've been into the second round, I understand hasn't been working. But I still, I think because he's younger, he can definitely get better. And obviously, he's a guard. You know, he's a – people look at stars as – you know, just mostly on the offensive. I'm not saying defensively, you know, Rudy Gobert is an all-star too, as a, you know, majority comes defensively, you know? Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a tough debate. That's really, that's that's an interesting topic, but I would say Don Mitchell's worth more, obviously because he's younger and I think he has, what he brings to the table, you know, his ability to score the basketball, make his teammates better, you know? So I feel like there's a, it's a, it's a good argument to have, but this this trade package is absurd for sure. But I so what would you do if you're the Knicks? Then you you not or what do you what, what would you trade? Would you trade? I'm not for trading him? at all. I mean I you're not. I, I give Randall. They don't want <laughs> get, Randall though. I don't see them wanting Randall. Hey, then then that's they're not tough, look. Cause... They're not. I wouldn't give up RJ Bear. I don't think they have to. So you're telling me you're not willing to give up any picks for Donovan Mitchell? I'm not. Sorry. Not even one pick for Donovan Mitchell. Of course I give up one pick. They're not doing no deal for less than I'm say four picks. So I would, I think I'd be willing to go four. I mean, you st- the, the Knicks have eight, 11 picks, eight first round picks and all. three pick swaps. 
If you give up four, they will still have four picks left. They will still have four picks left. You think that's giving up your entire young core to advance one round in the playoffs? Because that's what they're going. No, because I look at Donovan Mitchell as the piece that can bring other stars here. That's what I look at it too. Like bring back free agency. You never know. Like who? No, no major (laughs) stars come to New York since Carmelo Anthony. He could be the piece that brings somebody. Like, hey, I've been in New York. You know, this is a good team. You know, the system, everything. Like he has a chance to bring. And I don't think. And I believe right now to me with Jalen Brunson, and we talked about, I think they have a chance to make the playoffs. But with Donovan Mitchell, they are a playoff lock. And the Knicks have something they have not so had stability in the playoffs. That, He's going to make them tremendously better. I, I feel like you're overrating that, that backcourt, bro. Like, that backcourt has potential to be, like, defensively, like, <laughs> like scary. Like, <laughs> like, really, Brunson and Donovan Mitchell as a backcourt, they're getting cooked. They're getting cooked. I understand, but is RJ Barrett a lockdown defender? Because okay, so where, what what is their the backcourt right now? What is their backcourt right now? Where is the perimeter really... defense coming out of the lineup? They're gonna outscore teams and they're gonna get cooked, bro. I mean, like, I still look at they have Mitchell teams. Robinson. They still have Julius Randle there in the, in perimeter, the look, perimeter defense. I, I understand that Jalen Brunson. I just want to make clear that he was on the Dallas Mavericks and, and they were the fourth best, best defensive team in the league. I'm not saying he's in the league, but obviously he's part of the system and he knows, you know, the system. You know, so I don't think he's gonna be that bad of a defender. Brunson is, I think, doesn't give credit. I think he's a better defender than people give credit for. So I understand what the liabilities they would have defensively, but I still think, you know, acquiring Donovan Mitchell makes a lot of sense. Like, if it's a reasonable package, I'd be willing to give a four. You would at least give a four to five picks, maybe one to three pick swaps. And two, I would give him Evan Fournier because I feel like if I'm going to give him that many picks, the, the least that the Jazz can do is take some salary um, and give up maybe Mitch McBride and not Grimes. I think Grimes is the piece that they're willing to make the trade for. I would probably give up Grimes and I'll give up Mitch McBride. But it's a discussion Knicks have. Now, if you're going to ask me for four to five young players and six picks or seven picks, now I'm not doing it. But I'll do it for something more reasonable. Like I said, I'm going to repeat it again. Donovan Mitchell comes to the Knicks. One, he will, the Knicks will be a playoff lock. They will make the playoffs. Are you going to say they're not going to make the playoffs? What do you think that they'll get out? Second round, right? Because second round, they're ceiling second, second, that's something better. That's still something big for the Knicks. So you're gonna trade away your future for a one round advance. That's that insane. doesn't mean they eventually could get to that picture. They can get more what, stars. He's gonna be the first get, piece of the puzzle. Who can they get? Who Free can agency, they get? You bro? never know who will come. Like, you never who's know. Coming to that team, bro. Bro, how you know that, bro? You once you get one star to the piece, other stars will come. He could influence other stars to come, and then yeah, no the Knicks face Knicks nation will finally celebrate. This is something they've been wanting. They've been tired of not making the playoffs, having that one year of of, of a run, and then after that, no playoffs. They want more success, and Donald Mitchell brings that. I'm not saying you give up your whole future, but if you tell me you give up four, let's say reasonably you give up four to five first round picks, you still have three first round picks, and you still have like your pick swaps. That's still that's still a good amount. I'm not saying go trade all eight picks. I'm saying trade about four to five. Let's see if it happens. Now, if you ask me for eight first round picks and all my young players, I'm not doing it. But the Knicks, in my opinion, a deal will get done. The Knicks and Donald Mitchell will most likely be a Nick very, very soon. You don't think that the Heat will have anything? The Heat don't that? have enough because if they want picks, the Jazz know they have the best package. The Jazz know the Jazz that. Will take Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson? I think, I think they'll, they'll, they'll take that. I don't know because Dun- Duncan Robinson, they got a big payday now. He, was, he didn't even play. That the Knicks can offer. But the thing is, it looks like. What Danny Ainge is trying to do, he wants pick, and the Heat only have three picks to offer. I mean, the Knicks have eight. Three picks, three picks, and a young potential All Star. You're saying that. You're saying that. That's not what they're thinking. No, but I'm asking you, like, 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 put yourself in the GM shoes. Like, like, if I'm Utah, three picks. Yeah, would you rather take three picks, right? A young potential All Star. Okay, first of all, I would consider probably not trading Mitchell if he never axed out. That's my opinion. Okay. 
Because I don't, I wouldn't trade stars. It's hard to get stars in Utah. So I, it's my opinion. But if let's say we both agreed and we think he's best to part ways, I'm, I'll talk to every team. But I would definitely look at having some young, promising talent and picks. If I look at, I, I would look really solely into picks. And I feel like picks, the Knicks have it. And I would be interested in Miami Tyler here. I'd be very interested in a Tyler here package though. But I would look at which is the best offer. I think Knicks and Miami have a chance to both acquire him. Four picks, you said? Or three picks? Almost? They were showing potential KD pack, like, picks and they can offer three like okay, three. that's what i'm hearing the knicks oh. are, technically can offer eight and they have three pick swaps so they got 11 yeah but they 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 don't want to offer six I that's think that the but the knicks could still offer four, four to five, five they bro. could offer more so that's one more pick for players of, of way less caliber hmm. i mean that's the debate that's up to jab but i think the jazz are trying to try be trying to get six to eight on the jazz i'll take i'll take a young rising star and i'll take those three picks hmm. it's interesting i, I think i think i think to me that the, the the, the Danny Ainge knows that the Knicks have the most picks. That's clearly what they want. You saw what they did for the Rudy Gobert trade. They're going to try to get all the picks that they can. And I think they're going to – the Knicks have the best package in that sense. But Miami has a good package too, but I don't know if they're interested in just three picks. I think if, if Donovan Mitchell gets traded to Knicks, most likely he's getting traded for five picks. Yeah. But we, we definitely don't agree. So you wouldn't trade for him. I say I would trade for him around a reasonable price. I think you have to trade for a guy like Donovan Mitchell. He's – it's just he's a talent, and they will be it will be happiness back in the garden. He's from New York. His dad works in the Mets. Every everything just makes sense. He has a good relationship with the Knicks. So we'll see if it happens. All right, so topic number two. We're moving on to soccer. Cristiano Ronaldo has requested a transfer away from Manchester United after only one year. What is your reactions to this? I mean, I see how this looks bad. <laughs> I do honestly, but. You got to put it in perspective, like, this team is essentially retooling right now. Like, if you think about it, like, they finished sixth this season. They finished sixth. The roster on paper is one of the best rosters in the league. I say it's, I'll say it's top three, top four in the league, the roster on paper. But when it comes down to playing and getting it together, they're not there. And can you blame him? He's on the tail end of his career. He wants to win now. He doesn't want to be part of a retool. He doesn't want to be part of a rebuild. So, but I see how it looks really bad because he did just leave, he did just leave Juventus and he literally just joined this team. And yeah, I mean, he had a great season though. He had an amazing season. He played amazing this season. And I just don't know really like what to say. Like it's, it's a bad look because, you know, it gives the appearance that he's just hopping from team to team, which technically is what he's doing technically. But, you know, he wants to win now. He's aging. He wants to compete. Sixth place finish is not competing. They had an embarrassing season, and he was their standout player, along with the goalkeeper De Gea. But yeah, it's just just tough to say. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Um, obviously, I don't, I don't like it. Um, you know, he just left Juventus, and a year later, now he's he's asking out of Man United. And I just keep looking at the situation. I was like, okay, so let's say he goes to a new team and it doesn't work. That he's just gonna ask out again. Like that's how I kind of look at it. I feel like, yeah, I mean, he has the right. If he wants to transfer, I mean, he has that right. But obviously, we see this a lot now. But I'm a little surprised where, um, you know, I understand like he played so good in the in the Champions League, right? And his uh, and they still lost, right? Yeah. So like it's it's tough, but I, I'm a little upset. Like I feel like you know definitely he just came here. You tell me after you're 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 willing to like just part ways. I mean, but the team massively underperformed. Like they were they were expected to be way higher than they were. I understand, and, they, and they're six now. It massively underperformed too. So like. It's kind of just like it's still shocking. Like, like he was willing. Look, if he wants to, I wouldn't. I'm just trying to figure out where is he trying to go. 
I heard, uh, I mean, I heard that he was trying to go to Chelsea, but they rejected that. I heard Atletico was kind of interested, but I don't know. I don't know if he has any real, you know, traction in any of the offers. You know, similar to like a Katie situation, he wants to leave, but are teams really interested at this age, in this stage of his career? I don't and really they, know. And, and this works, they have, they would have to give up some good pieces, right, in return. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he's on really high wages. I, I think he's the most prepared in the league. I think he's on, what, 500K a week, I think. Oh, wow. So that, that's pretty high. So, t- I mean, I, I don't know if he would take a pay cut. Probably not, but... Wait, but yeah. if a transfer happens, like they have the, the other team has to give up some some of their soccer players, right? No, they just have to pay pay a fee and pay wages. Oh, like, gotcha, there's gotcha. no, there's, there, I mean, there is a. It's not, it's not like the NBA; but, you got to give up young yeah. assets. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, like the roster limit is way higher. Right, I, I think it's like thirty something players you can have on your team. Mm, that's interesting. That's interesting. Just want to make so sure they don't have to buy him and pay his wages. Hmm. His wages are a lot, so I don't know if a team would even do that. I honestly don't think he's moving. I think he's staying. Hmm. Yeah, but personally, I just didn't like the the idea of like you know he just literally left Juventus. Okay, fine. You wanted to re uh, return, I think, to Man United. It goes back. It looks like a a good story, uh, story tale. You know, returning back. Um, but just don't like the fact that he's on the move again. But it is what it is. I'm not gonna be super upset about it. But um, it's clear he wants to win and he wants to put himself in the best situation. He probably doesn't feel like United is, um capable of, of 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 competing anymore that's what it looks like if he's that quickly able to just be like you know what it's been one year i'm out i just wouldn't like now if he goes to a new team next season would would he be on the move again because he just did that to juventus our team's reluctant to just pay that fee and everything knowing that is he just gonna leave after another year you know what i'm saying compared to katie like i look at katie that's why i feel like teams are reluctant to trade for him too it's like okay you come here we have you on the country here but what if you're just unhappy and you just want to leave again you know so, like, yeah. I think that's the notion. But I don't – you know, at the end of the day, if he wants to ask out, I guess it's understandable. He knows the situation better than anybody. I'm not here to criticize Cristiano Ronaldo. He's one of the greatest all time. You People are going to either rank him number one or number two. We I'm not going to say where I have him right now. But he's definitely, you know, in that in that top echelons of the greatest of all time. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what he does. I'm not – like I said, I'm not going to criticize him. So, my bad about that. But I'm a little upset. I think he should stay there. That's what I think he should do. Yeah, it's just yeah. not a good look, you know, keep on going. He's already so his legacy is already set. I don't I don't think I mean if there's only one thing that I think Cristiano Ronaldo has to accomplish, that's to win the World Cup. That's about it. Yeah. Moving on. Topic three. So today we'll be discussing part three of our five part topic in which we discuss our top five players in each position when healthy. Today we'll be talking about our top five small forwards currently in the NBA. So what is your top five? I'm gonna start at number five. I got Jason Tatum at number five. Okay. I think, you know, it's pretty it's not really that Hard to debate that he's in the top five. He's already proven that how young he is, how accomplished he's been. He's already been to three conference finals. He's been to an NBA finals, won the Eastern Conference MVP award. I mean, he's super accomplished at this age. I look at legacy games, games defining great player. That game six in Milwaukee is something I cannot forget. The historic performance that he had in Giannis Antetokounmpo's house, dropping a, a staggering 46 points. He's a once in a generational talent. And I understand he has a bad finals, and I'm not going to – people have been really – on him, even LeBron has uh, showed some support for him, and he had a bad finals, one of the worst ever. And he's gonna come back stronger than ever. He's very talented. Clearly, number five, number four, I'm going with Jimmy Butler. I think it's obvious he's a superstar. It's already proven that. Um, that that game six in TD Garden, my goodness, this the spectacular game that he has. He's been dominant whole playoffs. I mean, you looked at Philly. I know Philly was hurt, but he was the best player in that Philly series. He was the best player in that Miami series. Even I know, even though they lost, but I feel like he was the best player in that series. Um, and even, you know, in the first round. So he's just been the best player. He continues to prove. And when everybody counted him out, I know, Josh, you had – I did have Boston win a series too. 
And we and everybody count out. Game six. Oh, it's over. It's over. Miami, go home. Pack it up. Nah. They came in. I know they lost the series, but they came back game six. I'm like, this, the exception from I just remind it's the same stage. Game six in TD Garden, down three to two. Um, in Boston, same thing with LeBron did. Game six in TD Garden, down three two in the Eastern Conference Finals in TD Garden. He drops like a what forty seven point masterpiece. Honestly, exceptional. He's clearly number four. And number three, I got Kawhi Leonard. There's really no argument there. Um, he's a two time M- champion, a two time Finals MVP. Um, he's a superstar. He's a top five player when healthy. Um, he's a, I think the uh, one of the best two way players in the game. Best two way player at his position. Um, so it's really not an argument here. I got LeBron James at number two. Why? I mean, he is LeBron James. He is one of the greatest players ever in a lot of people's eyes. He might be the GOAT. Maybe he's number two. He's number one. He had an exceptional season with the Los Angeles Lakers. He was averaging over 30. He was nothing but phenomenal. At this age, he's still that. I know people don't take this super serious. I look into it it's like, wow, he's putting this up in the Drew League, dropping 42. My goodness, what a show he put on with him and DeMar, two elite players just do, doing great things. It was just fun to watch. Like, he coming to Drew League after nine years. And I feel like he's probably, probably the reason why he did it. You know, he didn't make the playoffs, right? And he definitely probably missed the game. And he wanted to go and go play at Drew. It was, I'm really happy to see him. There's no knock on LeBron. Obviously, we, we know he didn't make the playoffs. So, you know, he's been training hard and he just decided to play in Truly. But shout out to, thank, thank you, LeBron, for putting on that masterpiece, though, in the Drew League. But um, so, yeah, he's number two. And number one, I, I still have Kevin Durant, obviously. Mm. Because the thing is, we talk about Kevin Durant. Yeah, he flanked, he completely had a, one of the, I think, his worst postseasons of his career. Um, but obviously, if you look at him and LeBron James, LeBron James didn't make the plus. He did. Um, and obviously, we look at his regular season. Kevin Durant was nothing but phenomenal in the regular season. His statistics are great. Still think he's number one. But I, I see this list changing very soon when next season, I think, when uh, Kawhi Leonard wins the NBA championship. So I do think this list could change. I'm not saying that KD is going to be the number one. I could see LeBron James taking number one. I could see Kawhi Leonard maybe, maybe pushing himself for number one. So I don't feel like this list is definitive. I think this can change going into next season. But right now, this is what I'm going to right now. Uh, yeah, because I feel like a lot of people have forgot about Kawhi Leonard. I think the guy I'm speaking to right now on the podcast has forgot a lot about Kawhi Leonard. But I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you speak now. Okay, so five. I have Jason Tatum. You know, he had a great season, great postseason for the most part. You know, we tabled off toward the finals, but he still had a great season. He's a great player, and I think he has going to improve. And three Eastern Conference Finals appearances already too at this young yeah. of his career. Number four, I have Kawhi Leonard. I mean, okay. <laughs> Finish, bro. Leonard. I mean, okay. he's a great player, you know, elite two-way player. We know that. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say. You know, he had a great season. Not last season because he couldn't play, but the year before that, he played pretty well. Um, yeah, I think, you know, he, he can still get better, but I have him four right now just for respect for the for the next person I have up. Three out Jimmy Butler. I mean, come mm-hmm. on now. We know what he did in the postseason. We know his talent. We know his leadership abilities. And, yes, we know Kawhi. One may argue that Kawhi is a better talent, which could be fair. But I think Jimmy Butler's leadership skills have set him above, above Kawhi Leonard. Gene okay. Butler dragged his team to a postseason run. He dragged his team to the finals. I mean, he's done that. I respect that. And when Kawhi comes back, then we'll have an argument for if Kawhi is better than him. I don't think it's an but argument. Talent-wise, I guess we can say that. But for right now, I have Jimmy Butler at three at the moment for what Jimmy Butler has done in the past couple seasons. Number two, I have LeBron James. I mean, that must be said. We know he's in debate for the goal conversation. He's... I think he's the second best player in the NBA currently right now. He's a talent, otherworldly talent. So, like you said, in the Drew League, played amazing. But I just don't think he's better than number one at the moment. Hmm. And that being said, my number one is KD, Kevin Durant. I mean, what can I say, you know? Generational talent on the offensive end. 
And I think that putting all the stuff aside that happened with Brooklyn, I think wherever he goes, even though I think he's staying there, I think they're a contender. And yeah, what are your thoughts on my list? Our list is fine. I don't have a problem with KD being number one. I don't have a problem with Braun being number two. I don't have a problem with Jason Tatum being number five. I got a huge problem with J- uh, Kawhi Leonard being number four under under Jimmy Butler. Wait, you had him at three, right? Yeah, I had him at three. I, I just think Kawhi okay. is definitely over Jimmy Butler. I understand what you said about Jimmy Butler. I'm not here to disrespect the guy. This man is a top, definitely top five small forward. And what he's accomplished, if you want to argue what he's accomplished in Miami, compared to Kawhi's accomplishment in the Clippers, he's clearly accomplished more. He's made it to the yeah. finals. He made it to an Eastern Conference finals. He was one game away from the finals. Only Thanks. one bad year he had with Miami. Kawhi Leonard on his first year, he had an absolute choke fest. He was part of a choke fest up three to one, choked in a bubble to the Denver Nuggets. The next season, I feel like if he was healthy, you know, they might have been champions, but he was hurt. He couldn't play in the second round in the middle, and they still made it to the conference finals. But sure, yeah, of course, game five and game six, he couldn't do anything. So that was all his team. Shout out Ty Lue and that team figuring it out. But I don't know. I mean, if you just look at health wise, I just think, I just think right now, you too, Josh, the whole world, the whole world. I don't know about the whole world, but there's a lot of people just skipping on Kawhi. I've been seeing some debates and talking about at the time Tatum's over Kawhi at this point. I've been seeing hearing some a lot of crazy things. I mean, Kawhi has to stay on the court, bro. I understand, but there's a lot of like sometimes when even when LeBron James got hurt, uh, you know, that when he got out in the playoffs, I was the clown too, and I admitted it that I put Kawhi Leonard <laughs> the best player in the world. I admit it now. No, that was yeah, wrong. That was but 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 there was a lot of people who forgot about LeBron James and he had to go remind the world. And I'm still the king. And he did that in 2020 when he won the NBA championship. I told you I was a clown who said Kawhi Leonard was the best player in the world at the time. Uh, but I feel like a lot of people forgot about Kawhi. Don't worry. I'm going to just be silent. I'm going to let the games are talking because when we win the championship, I cannot wait to see you talking on this podcast. How are you? Because he is number three. I'm going to let the games are talking watching this season. When we win the championship, I want to see because Kawhi Leonard and me, I feel like, yeah, I understand what you're coming from Jimmy Butler. I just feel like there's no argument between Kawhi and Jimmy Butler. I just think Kawhi's better. And there's no disrespect on Jimmy Butler. He is one of a he is a superstar. He's one of Sounds those. Sounds like top. some Jimmy disrespect to be honest. I am not disrespecting Jimmy one bit, but Kawhi Leonard is levels above. I am not a Jimmy Butler hater. I think he's one of the best players. Look, you know what? Actually, you know what? If you want to have him right now above Kawhi Leonard, because Kawhi Leonard hasn't played, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I will accept it. Okay. I will accept it. But once Kawhi Leonard Plays even 15 games. This this list changes, bro. So what if he? I mean, let's, let's say hypothetical, but I hope he comes back the same. But what if he doesn't come back the same? That's an argument, but I mean, I feel like he will be. But yeah, we will see. But to me, this changes. To me, this is my opinion. When if Kawhi Leonard wins the third championship next season, Finals MVP, wins three championships with three different franchises, only one person has done that, which is LeBron James. You could argue he could be the best small forward in the game. It just depends on how he goes through it. Let's say if he knocks out KD. While LeBron's still playing? Impossible, bro. While KD's it depends playing, on the playoffs. Impossible. How about if he plays KD in the playoffs and he completely cooks him? You know? Okay. Got to look into that. Maybe maybe I'm over-exaggerating. You know what? I'm just going to stop talking. <laughs> I think he's going to have... I'm not saying he's definitely number one, but he's going to have an argument if he's able to pull this off next season, which I believe he will. If he pulls off one in the championship next season, because obviously... We know there's some maybe little bitterness between them San Antonio fans and uh, Kawhi Leonard. So, you know, going to diminish him uh, any chance that you get, right? I mean, having a fourth is diminishing. I just think Jimmy Brother has it right now. All right. I think it's not argument. I, I respect your opinion. You know what? Maybe my bad. I may be too large. You have a point. At this point, you could put Jimmy Brother above him. I'm fine with that. But I, I I'm still believe Kawhi's. I'm putting Kawhi at three. But I'm fine with that. I guess you didn't really put him. It's not like you put him at number 10. <laughs> exactly. 
My bad. Shout out Jimmy Butler. He's still phenomenal right now, Jimmy Butler. My bad if you hear this, Jimmy Butler. You, if you're number three, I got no problem with that. You've proven that you have a case to be a top three small forward. But I, I, I still, I just think it's Kawhi. I just thought those three were the, the easier ones to put. But, hey, look, it's your opinion. We're going to see what happens next season. And, I mean, it's not like Jimmy Butler didn't earn that third spot. He definitely did. He definitely has a case for it. So maybe I'm just being – maybe I'm too much in my feelings as a Kawhi Leonard super fan. Topic number four, you know, NBA, I'm excited to talk about this one. I want to hear what Josh says. An anonymous NBA GM says Kevin Durant can't win without Stephen Curry. And this is what the GM said. Everyone pretty much knows KD probably isn't winning any titles, not without Steph, which is why no one wants to mortgage the farm for him. And an unnamed NBA executive told Sam Amico, I hope I said his name right, of Hoops Wire. What is your thoughts on this? I just think it's disrespectful, like blatantly disrespectful. I mean, I get the point that he's trying to say that, you know, with Curry, he's won two championships, but I feel like that's discrediting him. Like, he can't win without Curry. I mean, come on now. Like, I they're mean, acting like as if, like, he's done nothing for his entire career, but we know his accomplishments. We know he's made a final run before. And the reason why that they're saying that is partially because Brooklyn, we have to look at the Brooklyn situation. Did he? Did he ever have a fair chance? This season was his first clear, direct chance, and that's up for debate even, that he had at a postseason run, and he choked. He played horrible. The two years before that, I mean, we we know what happened then. So you're basing that, and that statement is based off one year. So I don't think it's fair to make because what championship team is made in one year unless it's a super team? So, I mean, I think that's unfair. I think that's kind of biased take. I get where he's coming from, but I just feel like to say that that's why no one's trading for him, I feel like that's kind of, like, disrespectful. I mean, if I'm the Nets, I wouldn't put him on a trade block, but – I feel like that GM just kind of trying to trying to be like disrespectful with that statement, and I just I just don't I don't side with that. What are your thoughts on it? I mean, I'm not gonna say I completely like. I do think this is somewhat disrespectful, but at the same time, hasn't like if you look at it. I, I always say this, but the problem is when it's injuries, and then you can't really. I think then they didn't win the championship. Obviously, I mean, I told one of my friends, uh, Kevin, he's a Nets fan. Um, I told him, I said, Yo, if the, the Nets were healthy, we even talked about that, that year with James Harden, Kyrie. If you had one of them dudes, they would have won the championship. There's no debate on that. So he definitely could have won a championship problem was injuries, and he never had a stability roster in Brooklyn. First year, he was hurt. Second year, uh, injuries. Third year, I mean, the Kyrie Irving situation. Uh, and obviously, James Harden left them. So that was definitely – but obviously, right now at this point, uh, I could understand. To me, why people don't want to trade a farm for him, I, I don't want to say it's because they don't they know he can't win championships. I do believe you have KD. You have a chance to win championship. But the problem is, like – if you give up so you have because he's so valuable, you have to give up so much. When you trade back for him, you're not going to have enough to compete for a championship. So that's what I would say. But at the moment, Kevin Durant hasn't won a championship with Steph Curry. So I guess he could say that. But I guess that's a little harsh. We know what he's accomplishing. I think bottom line is people are still upset with that Golden State move. Nobody likes it. Um, the move that he made to Golden State. So I do think somewhat this is a little bit disrespectful, but at the sense we can't disprove that this is wrong because it hasn't happened yet. He hasn't accomplished anything. I'm going to be careful. He's accomplished, you know, accolades. He's, you know, he's has accolades no matter where he goes. He was an MVP and all that. So let me be careful. What I mean by he hasn't accomplished meaning he hasn't won any championships outside of Golden State. That's what I want to say. Because I know he was about to come at me. So, um, yeah, Josh, that's what that's what I think. Like, I feel like, yeah, that's what I think. Like, I just you can't really discredit this right now because he hasn't done it. But once he does it, you know, I wouldn't. But I wouldn't say that he can't win titles without, without Curry. I do think he can. Yeah, but you got to... I just don't think it's fair, bro. Like, we all know what happened with that series versus the the Bucks. I mean, if Joe Harris hits those shots, bro, half the team is already injured, bro. If Joe Harris hits those shots, they're moving on. 
and you know where they're going after yeah, that. Yeah, and that's why I mean, he's I heard people the, say he's that Hawks team by himself. That's why we say a lot of people crown Giannis as the best player. That's why we we know we not crowning Giannis the best player. He's not better than KD. We know that. No disrespect to Giannis, right? But like, come on now. And I just don't understand why it's being said that he can't win by himself, as if all these teams aren't good teams, as if they don't have elite players on the teams, bro. Like, is he supposed to win it by himself or, or what? All these historic teams that won championships have elite players on the team. So because he's not there, it's weird to me. Like, it's like I feel like the GM is just trying to diss KD. I mean, he's making a fair point, but come on now. Like I said, at the moment, you can't say it's wrong because he hasn't proved he could win championships without Curry. But I wouldn't say that he can't win. I think he he still, if you get him on the team, if you like, it's like to me, if Miami is able to make a trade and they're able one. to keep Jimmy Butler like another star piece, he can win a championship there. But like now, if you're like Minnesota, now you're asking for Cat and, um, you know, and Anthony Edwards and the trade like the kind of trade like happens, you go Katie and Rudy Gobert. I mean, they're not winning nothing. Like, come on. So like, there's things like that. But you can't really discredit it because you haven't proven it yet. But it's an interesting take because obviously, there's a, probably a lot of people who actually believe this. You? <laughs> I didn't say. I said. I said he could win championships without Curry, but he hasn't proved disproved it yet. He's only. Had I feel one like it's year. just to be determined. I mean, he's played. I mean, last time I checked, he, he played two years in Brooklyn. But yeah, but I get what, what you're happened, saying. Bro. The whole team was hurt. It, it's kind of. I mean, I understand. But no we, one clowns LeBron for losing when Kyrie was hurt. So why is it okay to clown KD for losing? I think. When I think, I think his it's team probably because LeBron made it to the finals, and KD didn't. This is my final take on this. I see where he, he could have a. At the end of the day, this can't be right now. We can't disprove this because it hasn't happened. But he said KD probably isn't winning any title. He didn't say for sure, but. I do believe this is a little too disrespectful to say this. I think it's a little it's passing the line. But KD, all he gotta do is go win a championship without Curry, and then you know this all ends. Because I do believe I agree with you. If he, uh, that Brooklyn team, we already said that he had either Kyrie or Harden, one of them guys. He would have beat Milwaukee, whether in four or five games. Then after that, he would have uh, they would have played Atlanta. They're gonna beat them. They're gonna beat Phoenix. So they would have been champions. And he actually would have won a championship before Steph Curry had. The problem is injuries are injuries, and, and we can't change that. He didn't win a championship. That's what they look at. We'll see wherever he goes next season. I don't know. Look, bottom line is I do – I have a question. How many rings more do you think KD will win? I think he can get one more. I'm I mean, going – It's possible I'm, for two, but I think he can get one more. Yeah, I, I'm going around. I do think he'll win one more. Once he wins one more, I'm telling you right now, Kevin Durant could just – all he got to say is, what can you say now? Kevin Durant's always going to be tied to Golden State. Golden State continues to win rings. Kevin Durant's name is coming up. I think you know that. I, I don't understand why. But you know it's going to happen. As if he didn't aid in those rings. I know, but you know that's going to happen. Like, like it's, people people are going to, like, oh, another ring. Wow, they didn't need Katie. That's how people look at it, man. But I understand your points, too. But at the end, they can't disprove this. It is what it is. I think it's a little too harsh. So next topic, Wrestling says, a new report from PW Insider indicates that Sasha Banks and Naomi are gone from the WWE roster. It says, while there have been no official indication that they have been released, PWInsider.com can confirm that both Sasha Banks and Naomi were removed from WWE's internal roster over the last 24 hours. Rita Rumblings Banks may be doing some signings outside of WWE this fall as well. But again, no official confirmation. Your thoughts on that? Well, obviously, um, this continues to show indication that now, you know, I was a little confused and I just want to get a full report. Is she out? Is she in WWE or not? It's so confusing to just hear conflicting reports and no releases by WWE. I mean, no indication by WWE or, you know, obviously we're not hearing from any side of whether what's really happening, but obviously if she's on the internal roster, just showing more indications that potentially she's released. And obviously I'm very, very sad on this. I mean, I don't really else know what to say. Obviously with Naomi too, like I'm a little surprised that like potentially these two 
are most likely out the door is kind of crazy that, you know, they might actually be gone from the company. And then, yeah, I'm actually, I'm, I'm sad about it. You know how I feel about the situation. So next, uh, it says, most recently, WWE has edited clips of Sasha out of videos of Paige's WWE return back in 2017 as part of a Paige's Greatest Moments video the company put out to bid farewell to the former Divas champion. Another piece of Sasha Banks advertising has been removed today. As Peacock users in the United States realized that Sasha Banks' profile picture was not present as an option on the platform. So what are your thoughts about that? So yeah, obviously the, the part where like they edited out a clip of Sasha, you know, off of the video pages WWE returned back in 2017. I mean, it continues to show that maybe she's gone from the company or something's going south because they continue to remove her. Even there was an incident in, in SmackDown, a, t- um, a fan had a sign about Sasha Banks and they completely kind of wiped it out. So uh, it continues to show that, you know, she might, she's probably gone from the company. And then the Peacock thing, obviously she, you know, you know, I had Peacock myself at a time and I had her, you know, uh, has, I picked a wrestling logo and I picked Sasha Banks as well. Uh, go back to check and uh, that logo's gone and there's that's not logos out there so that's kind of crazy I mean just kind of show indication because Peacock and WWE have some partnership going on you know if you want to watch pay-per-views you got to watch it on Peacock so it's interesting that's crazy to not really it's interesting to see that she's gone so it continues like at this point I feel like even though it's not there it feels like she's released like uh, how can she not be released at this point so next um Sasha Banks and Naomi have seemingly confirmed that they're done with WWE in a recent social media update. According to Peter Brantider, the two stars were removed from the company's internal roster over the last 24 hours. They were suspended in May for walking out of Monday Night Raw. They were scheduled to, to main event the show on the same night. While the duo have been active on social media since then, they haven't publicly addressed or commented on the rumors of their release yet. However, a recent update could suggest that the time with the company has indeed come to an end. Sasha Banks and Naomi made major changes to the social media account. Both changed their Instagram bios by replacing WWE superstar with professional wrestler. This means that they'll probably still be a part of the wrestling business, but not as WWE superstars. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, man. Now this kind of really confirms. I mean, yeah, there was some indication on that. And then you notice that, you know, now this report showing that, you know, now they were listed as WWE stars and now they're professional wrestler stars. This was crazy. When I you know, saw this report, I was very, it's like, wow, this kind of really means like, you know, they're gone. I mean, at this point, I think we could declare they're gone from the company. I'm very disappointed. She's one of my favorite wrestlers. I think she was the best wrestler in that company. Um, you know, I'm happy with the situation with Liv Morgan, you know, that she's getting a shine. Um, but I'm very sad um, that, you know, both Sasha and Naomi and Naomi has very, been always very underrated as a wrestler. Now, obviously, Naomi also had a cryptic tweet, you know, and it feels like that might have been a shade at WWE. So this is not going good. Things are south between the company. It's clear that these both two are released and they most likely will be in AEW or some other company. Um, it's sad. I feel like WWE should be able to fix this. All they were asking for is, you know, to give them a match for, you know, for SmackDown for that tag team title. If that's what really what they're asking for, I mean, that come on, that's really sad. But we're not going to hear their side of the story until, you know, they talk about it. I hope they do. We get a chance to hear their side of the story about it. But this is an ugly ending, you know, for Sasha Banks and Naomi. And I'm very disappointed that they're, they're both on the verge to release. And, you know, I told you how I feel about WWE doing that. I feel like you can't, you cannot lose talent like this. If you allow Sasha Banks to go to AEW, it's like, to me, I'm, again, this is my opinion, it's like Kevin Durant going to Golden State. It's going to change the whole landscape of wrestling. And then you obviously have Naomi, another, I told you she's always been underrated. I feel like she deserves more respect than she, she gets. Um, you know, and she go to AEW, that's going to increase their women's roster and make their roster even better. I know when AEW has a good roster, but, 
you add you elevate that with those kind of ta- with that type of talent. I mean, WWE knows this. I just don't know what's happening. We'll find out probably hopefully sooner or later what's really happening. Maybe because they haven't even officially declared that she's released, but all these indications are showing that she's gone from the company. Topic number six. Today we will be starting a new segment where we will go over major NBA moments that occurred in the past and compare our opinions on it then and our opinions now. We will begin with Kevin Durant's decision to leave Oklahoma City Thunder to go to the Golden State Warriors. And this was in 2016 when he decided in July to be a warrior. Yeah, so, I mean, at the time, you know, I thought, and this is what everyone thought, that this won basketball. I didn't even want to watch basketball at the time. I was disgusted with the move, and I was so upset because it essentially removed all competition from the game of basketball at the Mm -hmm. time. There was no competition. We all knew that the finals matchup was going to be LeBron James versus this team. And it really, I really did not want to watch basketball at the time. It was so annoying to me, and I was frankly just so upset. But as time passed, you know, I did understand the move that he just wanted to put himself in the best position to win a championship. And I'm not really – I don't really feel anything about the move anymore. I'm, I kind of get it. In a sense, like, they both wanted to win. I feel like the Warriors wanted him just as much as he wanted to win. And that's what probably sold them. He went there. They won. Mission was accomplished. And he left when his contract was up. The play style, too, you know, there was a yeah. ball movement type oriented team. Yeah. And the, I guess the way he left OKC, his contract was up. So, but it was right after losing to the Warriors, long a 3 1 read. So I can see how that was, you know, looking really bad on him. And I see that at the time. But looking back on it, I mean, I just feel really no bad way about it. I get it. Sure, he could have left on better terms. But. Yeah, I feel like at the moment, I, I kind of get it in a sense. He just wants to win because everyone, you know how the media is. If he doesn't have rings, they're clowning him. If he has rings now, it's like you didn't really earn them. So how do you win? I guess by winning one by himself, but that's no easy task. But I'll just say that that's how I felt on it at the moment and how I feel it now. What, what's your take? Yeah, you know how I feel. When this first dropped, ooh, that he was going to the Warriors first, Remember, I saw it and I just couldn't believe it. I'm just like, I, the first thing I heard, I was watching, I think Stephen A. Smith, and I, I think he said, I don't, I want to, not 100%, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he was like, this is one of the weakest moves that he's seen from a basketball player. And I actually believe, I actually thought that was true because he was in OKC, he was up three to one to Golden State, choked the 3 1 lead, lost to Golden State. Decided to join Golden State, a team that was 73 and 9, who had the best record ever, better than even that MJ team record wise. And they were one game away from winning a championship. They choked the 3 1 lead themselves. And the fact that he went there felt like, okay, I want an easy ring. I don't care about competition. He ruined the NBA, like completely ruined the NBA at that time. And he just made the league like uncompetitive. Nobody wanted to watch it, knowing that they would win. He became a person that everybody beloved, to a a villain overnight. Everybody wanted him to fail. Nobody wanted to see him succeed. Even I remember at the time, I was rooting against him. I remember I bought Kevin Durant shoes, right? (laughs) I bought Mm -hmm. shoes of Kevin Durant, and I remember I returned it. I returned (laughs) the shoes. Don't wait. Also because um, they were not that comfortable. They kind of were hurting my feet. (laughs) That was also another reason why I returned it. But... I remember when they won the championship, and I posted on social media. I was like, I guess cheaters win. So I was pissed. Like, I did not like the yeah. move for a few years. I, I'm just saying my initial reactions. 
hated the move. I thought it was one of the weakest moves ever to join a team that beat you. People say, oh, LeBron did the same thing. Yeah, 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 I understand. Someone, he joined Miami. But when I looked at it, did LeBron James join the Boston Celtics? Did Paul George join the Miami Heat? I look at that. Bottom line, I have no problem that he left. If he went to another team and had a really good team, I would have had no problem with it. My problem is he went to Golden State, the team that beat you. Don't you have any pride that you're going to go to the team that beat you? That's the thing that got me tight. Looking back to about it, I've, I calmed down a little bit of the situation. I still don't like the situation. I still hate the fact that he joined the Golden State Warriors. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to come out here and say that he's a ringless man, that he got no championships. Yeah, bottom <laughs> line is he ruined a competition. Those championships were easier to win. You looked at 2018, the team was stacked versus that LeBron James team that he led to the finals. But he still won the championships. He was still the best player. So I'll stay that. He was the best player for those two years. And without him, you could argue that LeBron James might have captured another title with Cleveland. I do think he would. So he made he made it with a sense where he, they were just unbeatable. And I'm not going to like super, super mad about it now because it happened a few years ago. And now that he's gone from Golden State, I'm a little more calmed down about it. But, you know, it is what it is with that. Um, didn't like the move. But a lot of players move, and, and it makes super teams. The problem with this one, I think more specifically the issue is that this team was 73-9. and nine. You was up 3-1, to one and you choked. I mean, you lost to them, and and, and, and you could have easily – I felt like he could have easily won a championship. Okay, see, but I understand this notion. You know, I agree with you what you said about if he didn't win any championship, they clown him. with, And if he does win championship, they still clown him. I do agree with that because you look at a guy like, you know – Charles Barkley, you know, he's always been getting clowned about not winning no championships. So, um, and even though we know he's one of the greatest players to ever play basketball. So, you know, I think that's a very interesting thing. And I do agree with you. So bottom line is still don't like the move. I, at that time, I told you how much upset about the move. That was a point. I genuinely just was not a fan of Katie. I remember watching the game with some of my friends. And that first year with San Antonio, I was pissed because obviously Kawhi got hurt and I felt like we could have won. But the year when they played Houston, the Houston was on. Let's be honest, Houston was the biggest threat to them coming out because I, you know, I feel like if Chris Paul was healthy, I do think they would have lost. But when Kevin Durant was there, um, with the playing against the Rockets, I mean, I remember looking into that. I was, I remember watching a game at one of my friend's house, and it was two to one, right? Golden State was up two to one. I think this was a, uh, uh, this was 2018, yeah. And I remember that the Houston Rockets won. I remember falling asleep during the game, so I was kind of tired. I remember watching the game, and I wake up, and then my friend's like, yo, they won. Bro, I was on the floor crying, basically. <laughs> That's how excited I was when they turned 2-2. I was like, bro. And my, my friend posted on his social media. He's like, yo, I thought this guy was a Spurs fan. What is this? <laughs> I was crying in, like, tears. I felt like almost because of how happy I was that Golden State lost. And then when they were down 3-2, I was literally shedding tears. Like, finally, I don't want to see this happen. And then they won, and then I was pissed. So, yeah. That's kind of how I felt. Uh, it's kind of how I felt on the situation. Um, yeah, it's just kind of how I felt. And obviously, I'm just being honest here. Obviously, I'm not a Kevin Durant hater. I calmed down the situation. I don't, you know, he gets a lot of hate. And at the end of the day, you're right. He took the path. He we looked. He's like, man, this is the best place where I can win a championship. I don't mind that he left. He has the obligation to leave. He played out his contract. Um, my problem is he uh, that he basically did, if you can't beat him, join him. Didn't like the fact that he joined the Warriors. People say it's similar to LeBron, and again, I always say that, yes, LeBron made a super team. He joined Miami, and then Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh all came together to, he put himself in the best position to win multiple championships, which he did in Miami. But the only difference I had is that at that time, I would probably talk about LeBron's decision to join that Miami at that time. My issue is that, again, Kevin Durant's team was definitely in a better position to compete. LeBron James' team was not. LeBron James, 
he didn't join Boston. He lost to Boston. He didn't go and just like, let me join Boston. That would be the problem I have. And I was like, let's say LeBron James lost to Golden State. He just joined them. Oh, my goodness. That would have been crazy. People would be talking a lot about that. So, yeah. if he, like now, for example, when he went to Brooklyn and he got Kyrie and then they traded for James Harden, everybody's like, man, super team, another super can't win. I don't have a problem with that because he built that team. You know, that's his team. He built it. He ain't joined nobody. And, and James obviously had mutual interest. Who doesn't want to play with Kevin Durant? So, so I look at it like that. I calm down more of the situation. I still don't like it, but at the end of the day, he won two championships. We should give him the credit that he deserves. He goes into Golden State, won two finals MVP, and he helped them win two champs. He helped them become a dynasty. The reason they are a dynasty is because they won four out of the eight, and Kevin Durant was part of 50% of it. I don't think they become a dynasty if Kevin Durant's not there. Even Draymond Green has admitted it, right? That's true, yeah. Because... I believe LeBron James would have won another championship with Cleveland. So he made help them become a dynasty. He's part of something special. I'm just happy that he left because had he stayed, I mean, people won four or five championships. But, like, I'm not going to – you know, but maybe back in the day I was like, man, this guy's wrangler. Stop this. I would actually say some garbage like that. <laughs> but I learned. I learned from my mistakes. I'm not going to say no trash stuff like that, that he's ringless. He has two championships. There's no asterisk championships, in my opinion. He goes to Golden State. He was the best player, and he led them to a championship. And, and I can't blame Golden State for trying to acquire him and Kevin Durant. Wanted to win a championship. And yes, we still agree that he eliminated competition, but I'm not a fan of super teams anyways. You don't believe me, but if Kawhi Leonard joined the Lakers, I would have been very upset. I was happy he joined the Clippers because he would it would have been a new team, same crap. We would have saw just a got team just dominating the league. So, you know, we'll see. It is what it is. But again, of course, initially I hated the move. And now going back to I calmed down about it, still not a fan of the move, but he did win two champs. He won two finals MVP, and he's definitely in the top 15 of all-time greats. And he wins another championship or something, he'll probably be in the top 10. Uh, I guess that concludes episode 26 of the Straight Sports Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate the support. You can follow us at Straight Sports Podcast on Instagram. And, yeah, let us know what you think about, you know, our, uh, you know, interesting to see our list, you know, what people think about it. Um, yeah, it's going to be lit, you know. Let's go Clippers. We know, uh, uh, you know the Clippers win the championship, right, Josh? I don't know. I mean, oh my goodness! It's, po- it's possible. It's possible. I, I'll do not credit. Oh my! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Spurs are gonna win. Ooh, Spurs tape. Oh, <laughs> All right. But anyways, have have a good one, everybody. Hey, thanks for listening. Peace.